Hey, the Loose Cannon Show with Jar Jar Jeremy is now a part of the Dorkening Podcast Network. You can go there and listen to other great podcasts such as Throwdown Thursday, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, and That Strange Show. But first, listen to this episode of the Loose Cannon Show with Jar Jar Jeremy, because that's what's most important. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Tom Ryan of Tom Ryan Studio, and I'm over at Terrificon, uh, which is absolutely wait for it terrific and I'm with the loose cannon show with Jar Jar Jeremy be sure to go check him out it's a podcast yeah yeah all right go go, <laughs> go listen don't watch go listen thanks loose cannon Jar Jar Jeremy! And welcome to the newest ep- or the next episode, this episode of the Loose Cannon Show with Jar Jar Jeremy. Also now part of the Dorkening Podcast Network. You can check it out over at thedorkening.com. On this episode, I bring in from Terrificon at Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Look at all that. Look, I get all the names in. Chris and Alan Hebert of HB Comics. I did that right, right, Chris, Absol- Alan? Absolutely. Fantastic. HB Comics. Let's get right into it. Actually, no. Let's first talk. Did you guys do the face apps where you made your faces like wicked old? Oh, of course I did. Okay, are you worried that the Russians are coming for you now? No, I'm worried that I look like my dad. Dude, I looked like my wife's dad. It was weird. I'm not going to tell you to look into that because I'm afraid, like, don't don't pull that thread, man. Don't pull that thread. That that was weird. Um, I also did it to my kids, and, like, I I can never look at my seven-year-old daughter the same way again. Like, that poor child, I'm like... Because it, like, for us, it just aged us, like, 30 years. But for my daughter, like, it aged her, like, 60 years. But it's, like, it, she almost looked like that little old lady from uh, um, uh, the, the, the Poltergeist movies. Yeah, Karen, yeah. Karen, Karen! Yeah, they, it, they, they either end up looking like that or Deep Roy. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know? it was some bad stuff. No yeah. good. Stuff All right, so let's get into it. HB Comics, tell me, guys, how did you start into this trade of indie comics? Uh, so, I mean, it, you know, for me, it really all started with uh, the fact that I had very little social life. And, um, you know, I was just... Weird for a comic person to have You know, you wouldn't think. That's, that's Although so that, that whole thing is sort of being thrown away now, but... Uh, it, no, dude, these aren't... They, they won't be here in 20 years. Yeah, exactly. We'll still be here in 20 years, going back to the big... Or the little big shows. True point, true point. So, so once um, the movies are done, don't worry. <laughs> to me, it had to do with uh, really, you know, uh, just drawing all the time. And uh, then, uh, you know, Alan brings home... Uh, a polybag stuff with the 12 issue uh, Secret Wars miniseries and uh, like that was pretty much it like I just you know we read that and then you know when, when you're someone who's drawing all the time entry into comics oh absolutely Secret Wars first run like that's a cool storyline to get caught up in well absolutely and you know when you're a kid who draws all the time 
you know, the main thing that you're always looking for is like, what am I drawing? Like, what's something I can like? It becomes like in a, you know, yeah. I need more material. Addiction. I need to. And yeah. Reference is always great. Exactly. So you know, when uh, when he gets me into superheroes, all of a sudden now I have something to go off of, and it just became like, you know, make my own superheroes. And meanwhile, he was cooking up some stories. Go ahead. He's like, ah, the microphone got past me. Now that, I have to talk. That was cute. It's okay. The writing side of things. Um, yeah. what, what made you fall in love with comics? Like, uh, I know what made you fall in love with comics. I mean, they're fucking comics, but. Well, a friend had recommended The Secret War. Yep. Oh, don't worry. It'll pick him up. It's it double, it's double sided. Yeah, I know. That's why I was having him do oh. oh. the same thing. I like to recommend the Secret Wars. Okay. So I wanted to pick them up and started going through it. And yeah, I was also a big fan of the Hulk TV series when I was young. Hmm. Um, so I, I decided you know, I really wanted to get into comics after reading that. And I started with the Fantastic Four because if you read Secret Wars. I started with Fantastic Four myself. Yeah. Actually, uh, the uh, my brother was, um, he would play D&D at this place in Worcester called Music Quest. And I, I would sit down with the back issues of Fantastic Four, which were only a quarter or something then, and like I went through all of Miss Marvel turning into a thing and all oh, that yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, that's when I started. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly when I started. I, oh, me? It's like there's a Grey Hulk, we're like, what? Yeah, yeah dude, like it was a wild ride for me because all I had ever seen was the yeah. main characters and I was like, Fantastic Four wasn't like big thrown at you. It was well, weird shit. Well, if you read shit. Secret Wars, that's, I mean, Fantastic Four oh, yeah. is one of the ones they focus <laughs> on a lot. So they make Fantastic Four look really good. So I went out quite a bunch of Fantastic Fours, and at the time it was, you know, they had the super rocky thing, the female thing. Yep. Pineapple thing. Pineapple thing. Yeah. I miss pineapple yeah. thing. Oh, that's interesting. And I you know, got in, like, the latest issue, and it said, next issue, Hulk versus Thing. But the Hulk was great, so I'm like, what the heck is this? I love that fight. And then I, I had to get the Good Hulk man. issue. Dude, the next thing you know, I'm collecting every screen. incredible Hulk you could imagine. And... The Hulk world became. I pretty much forgot about the Fantastic Four. And I, I, Peter David's run on that kind of happened Hulk with me from Fantastic Four to Batman. I was sitting in there and I was taking down Fantastic Four like nobody's business. A hundred issues, and then all of a sudden I look over and there's Frank Miller's Batman, and I'm like, Fantastic Who? <laughs> well, we both um, we both sort of jumped in, uh, you know, on different ends. Alan. Uh, um, sort of read Secret Wars and was like, oh, I really like this, um, you know. You guys I, got I, a good intro into comics. I oh, wish, yeah. like, I wish somebody had shown me Secret Wars right away. That would have been kind of cool stuff. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it was it was wonderful because everything's right there, and, you know, well, he jumped off into Fantastic Four and that led him into Hulk, I was like, this Wolverine guy's freaking awesome. Let me go check out the X-Men. Yeah. And then next thing, like, basically while he was reading, you know, Gray Hulk, Peter David's Gray Hulk, uh, you know, leading up to the, the Smart Hulk thing. Great writer, He's amazing. Dude, dude. Absolutely I loved amazing. when he did uh, turn the, the uh, Stephen King's uh, the stand? Gunslinger oh, into a comic. Right. Amazing writing. Well, like, it's just good stuff. Well, he was doing that. I was reading Inferno. Nice. So, I mean, you know, it's like that's sort of our thing. So, like, and if you take a look at, you know, the things that we then started creating, you know, Alan came up with Laser Man, like, he's a solo hero. I started building Vindication, which was a team book. Which I was obviously influenced by the X Men, and uh, you know, 
It See, just me went and my there. brother had that different side, but he got into a lot of the indies back in the 90s. Like, he picked up uh, The Hood, like, all sorts of, like, he had the full, like, Black Hood, sorry, Black Hood. Like, I was kind of amazed to go back. I buy out collections now, and I found a full run of Black Hood. And, like, as soon as I saw it, I was just like, wow, I remember Josh reading these. I was like, this is kind of cool. All right, so... We're now loving comics. We're starting to write them. We're starting to draw them. Like, well, you've been drawing forever. Yeah, but now, now, now I'm actually drawing comic comics books. instead of just whatever I can find. Did this start right away that you guys were like, well, you write the story. I'm going to write do do the panels. Yeah, well, I mean, that's literally almost exactly the conversation. Alan came up to me, like, saw me drawing. I, I think I was actually, like, I think I was putting the, uh, the finishes touches on the earliest version of, uh, of, of what becomes Surge and Alan walks up he's like oh yeah you know your, uh, your stuff looks great and I'm like thanks he's like you know uh, I know that you love to draw comics I'm like yeah he's like you know I love to write them I'm like uh, well, <laughs> this is new to me but okay yeah sure <laughs> and he was like let's you know uh, why don't I write them and you draw on them and it, it, it kind of gave me this legitimacy to what I was doing it's like oh my god that's that's like that sounds so professional. I'm gonna get a script. Yeah, and like, I'm gonna, he's like, I got an idea for a new hero too. I'm like, cool. He's like, he's called Laser Man. I was like, oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going no. Like, this is gonna be. It's like I, and that's like just about everybody's reaction when they hear Laser Man. And of course, like without the context, you basically walked away. Um, you know, you don't understand that obviously. Like the entire point of Laser Man is that he's supposed to have the stereotypical name. And you're supposed to be like that is a terrible freaking name. It's kind of like all the He-Man characters. You look at it and you're just like, really, really, well, I mean, guys. In the context, <laughs> in, the, in the context of the universe, like everybody having that name, um, you know, like He-Man, Merman, uh, Fisto, who they changed to Battle Fist. I for know. For reasons, I have no idea why. I blown away when that. No happened. idea why. <laughs> but um, you know, it's like, I, I feel like we've as a culture and the, and the well, writing actually, grown away did from... did you know Merman's original name was Seaman? I'm, I'm not surprised. Seaman and they, Fisto. And the guy who came up with that name was just like, I don't understand why everybody keeps laughing every time I say yeah. that. <laughs> Good call on that one. Yeah, yeah, they caught that pretty close. That's why we need so, editors. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, um... Do, yeah. Who edits you? Uh, for the most part, um... Kind of e- just each go other. back and forth. Who, yeah. Whoever, for the most part, the way that we do it now, um, we have a, a whole... Uh, sort of process and uh, whoever writes the main script is then edited by the other and vice versa and basically what we do is we pass the bat the um, let's so for laser man well yeah laser actually man. let's start off get into laser man's he's your first comic he's your first character in this you done HB what is it does it have a name for the universe it's called the HB comics yes yeah. HB universe all yeah. right so laser man's brought in how does he start off? Where does his powers come from? What happened to to this guy? Uh, so basically, when we start off, and the why universe, the... did you bring him first? Like, it's it's obviously your brainchild. Uh, where where did Laser Man originate for you? Well, first of all, I gotta say this all goes back to about 1992. Okay, the yeah. fall of comics. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that has a lot to do with it, actually. Yeah. The fall of comics and like the fact that we weren't getting the kinds of stories that we used to get. And the newer books seemed like they were very was flashy dark. and beautiful, but the stories everything were lacking. Everything was dark. You know, you mentioned Dark Knight yeah. Returns or The Watchmen. Oh no, no, and, it, it, it did. Uh, as soon as Frank Miller's thing came out, everybody kind of was like, 
well, now everything has to be... Everything became deconstructionist. And yeah. the idea of the, you know, that here I come to save the day was suddenly so yeah, corny and Yeah, it's no passe. longer campy stuff. The, not even campy, but you couldn't have... It's almost like how uh, the DCWB's movies yeah. are just... I mean, when you have Snyder doing movies, you obviously are going to expect this landscape where it's just darkness. We got the distinct impression that the people who were writing comics were somehow ashamed to be writing comics. Like the idea is like, it's, it's kind of geeky. So you, you'd see things like, um, instead of Galactus, it's like, oh, we'll call him Galactus, some weird mm. like alien language. And it, so, no, no, he's Galactus, I don't care. He's a yeah. big guy in purple armor. I don't care if he's a cloud. Like, I, I don't want him to be a cloud. No. I'm not embarrassed by a giant guy with, with prongs coming off of his head. I love it, I have my toy. <laughs> so, so Laser Man was all really about um, sort of Embracing the stuff that made comics comics. Comics so are supposed to be goofy. Time. It's supposed to be zany. It's supposed to be imaginative. And that's like, what Laser Man is. It, like some of the best, like Spider Man. It's a weird concept. Uh, in his originality, a very light-hearted kid, goofy, bumbling teenager that was very smart. Got some powers was snarky like it was very fun to read it wasn't like you know the whole world and then you know they started killing off people later on you know Captain Stacy and then Gwen Stacy and then Jesus Christ everybody I, I never thought there was anything <laughs> wrong with punctuating something light and fun with serious moments it makes mm. the light and fun stuff all that more valuable uh, Superman and Batman works so great it's as a team because they're you know, you got this, you know, the bright Superman counterbalanced by the darker Batman. Well, it's kind of like the best part of the animated movies. You always get that one little joke where Batman finally, you know, he, yeah. he does a zinger and everybody's yeah. like, oh, Batman is kind of funny. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's, that's why Robin and things were brought in. Something a little bit lighter because it's darkness for darkness sakes. Um, just that keeps going becomes monotonous. Like a Watchmen kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Just... And, and Watchmen's great because no, it at is. the time it's good when it stuff. came... The problem is everything then followed suit after it. Um, darkness and deconstruction just became flavor of the week. Oh, yeah. And that sort of cascaded all throughout the comics industry. Kind of like now zombies. Exactly. Everywhere. Exactly. So our idea was like, can we do something that is celebrating the goofier stuff that everyone else is getting away from? So the idea that Laser Man himself is a comic book game means that we're able to bring this lightheartedness into a sort of a more real world. That's kind of great, because, yeah, you make the kid, he's already not immature, but, like, it's already a lighthearted start. Yeah. He's a comic book geek. He knows comics. You know he's already weird. People automatically look at us all as we're weird. So where do we go from there? He's a comic book geek. Laser Man comes in. He comes in, he thinks he knows how to do it because he's been reading comics. And I'll be honest, what we really started doing with it, I mean, I've had playing from the beginning. The first few issues were very superhero spoofy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. more of a satire than More of a else. satire. The, first, the whole um, first story arc, really. Yeah, the whole first story arc. And uh, my idea was, it was always, you know, what does it make to be a hero? Yep. And we're going to follow him on this journey as he becomes, you know, more and more serious and less and less goofy over time. I mean, he'll always have that fun, lightheartedness oh, yeah, to yeah. it. I, I think, I think it's he's kind of training. 
he'll get in the direction where he's more quirky than goofy. Yeah. He's not because one of the things that we've always uh, noticed is you know you got people they they want to see Peter Parker like unable to balance his life and job. But the problem is that you know you get to this point where it's like okay the guy saved the universe fifty times. He's been to space. He saved planets. He's beaten, you know, and he's Doc, still Doc 19. How is he still not getting it right at this point? Yeah. It's, it begins to strain credibility. So I feel like you can't start a story like this and say, he's a superhero who doesn't quite know how to get it perfect yet. You can't do that for 20 years and expect people to still buy that he's still not getting it right somehow. So we kind of have a direction we want to take it where, um, you know, we're starting to tell these stories where he starts off, you know, sort of tripping over his own cape, yeah. literally and figuratively. And get to a point where, as we go on, we're going to start to show how does someone like that be actually turn into the hero he's been trying to be from the beginning. So, Laser Man's going to be about that journey more than anything else. And, you know, we're going to kind of have some fun along the way. Who's our villain? Who's our main, like, antagonist? I'm so glad you're asking that because um, we took ten issues to introduce the antagonist. Wow. Ten issues. Everyone's always like, because Razor Man is the villain in the first one, yep. right? Necrolord in the second one. A lot of people are like, oh, Razor Man's the, the, the arch enemy. We always kind of chuckle at that because Razor Man is such a bit player in the grand scheme of Laser Man. He's just sort of a good opening level punk for him to beat up. Um, what's the main villain for Laser Man, the arch nemesis, is uh, a character named Mr. Big, who we have been setting up through like other characters talking about the, you know and sort of giving nice. hints and glimpses I like since that. issue one. I like that. You never give the, the money maker away until exactly. like you're up to like twenty five and then there's a hand in the scene mm -hmm. and you're like, hey the whole Doctor Bob thing. <laughs> yeah, well, oh yeah. Well um, <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> issue ten, which is a story called Big Time, is is sort of like the first major step up on that plateau we were talking mm -hmm. about. In big time, uh, Laser Man is really challenged for the first time. Everything that he's been doing up till now, he's been taking care of relatively easily. Like he's he's powerful enough as a hero that you know bullets bounce he off him and he fumbles kind of, around, but like he but still he gets still get the job it. done. Well, he gets his head kicked in in issue ten. Ah, oh, so he finally the hero is knocked down because he, for the first time, is going to encounter Mister Big, who is his arch nemesis, and um, you know he's basically like. Imagine if you take Lex Luthor and give him Superman's powers. Oh, fantastic. That would be wonderful. Yeah, so Laser Man's basically going against somebody who, like, Laser Man's powers mean nothing to a guy who is just as strong yeah. or much stronger, much stronger than yeah. Laser Man in a lot of ways. So we've actually been building, and issue 10 is the beginning of the story arc where we're introducing the arch nemesis and nice. things are going to start to take the turn now from being all goofy, fun, and light to saying, okay... Laser Man's uh, about to crap. lose back, <laughs> and we're he, we, you know, we get to deal with how does he deal with losing, nice. and um, you know that's we literally cut the final pages of the fight between the first fight between Laser Man and Big, um, literally like about a week ago. Oh, so this is like happening right now. It's like. happening right now because we, we got a new artist. I actually retired from my, from our own book. Um, issue nine is so my last old. one. I know, right? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm focusing now on coordinating the artists and and, and being more of the yeah. got it. And me now, this isn't easy right to work. work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you got to have somebody behind making sure all the checks and yeah. balances get done and well, stuff. Back when we first started, when I first walked into the our room and pitched to them the idea of me writing and draw, he was going to draw everything. That's the way we had it. I was going to write everything. He was going to draw everything. 
It's a lot. I'm gonna. Uh, how many? How many comics are in the line now? Besides Laserman, what else do you oh, have? Count this four. Four. All right. So Currently yeah, that's public. a lot of books Currently to do four. all by yourself Hopefully writing by the end and of the year we'll have that up to six. Nice. Eight do you seven. know? Are, are, are obviously already know the characters that are coming into this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you gonna do a team book as well? Uh, we we actually have uh, Vindication's team book. Okay. Yes. Um, you know, if you right second. now we have Laser Man Vindication, which is a, a team book. We have uh, Team Synergy. Okay. Of course, which team is book. you know another the, the team book. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, um, do some research first. <laughs> um. And, uh, you know, we have Mystery Man, which is sort of a spinoff of Laser Man. It's sort of going to, mm -hmm. it, it has a little bit, um, that'll be a, sort of a thing that every now and then we'll bust out a couple of issues for an arc and then move on to something else. Um, it's one of the sort of uh, ancillary books. So what basically is uh, is happening now is we're going um, to be adding uh, Legion of Justice is uh, going to be coming out um, uh, at the beginning of next year, probably. Actually, no, that one will be out at the end of this year. Yeah, Legion of Justice number one is out at the end of this year. I'm very sorry. Kickstarters? Um, or actually, no, straight to Single public? issues, we're just coming straight out with them. Oh, so um, when you do the trades and stuff. Then we do uh, nice. Kickstarters. Exactly. I, I, I've seen actually really good success with that. Uh, oh, yeah. the, uh, do you know Alex Cormack uh, does yeah, Sync yeah. and stuff? They, they do that. They put out all the single issues and well, then for the did. trades and that's stuff. That's how we got Laser out. Man's Volume 1 and 2. That's how we got yeah. the vacation. Volume 1, um, we just... Um, you know, we, we get the regular issues out until we collect the story arc, and then the story arc's collected, and that's when we go to Kickstarter, so that the stuff that we have is already done. We're not promising people a story that we still have to work on. We're saying, no. this is here, we just want to get it to you now. So we have, um, we, you know, we have the, uh, um, Legion of Justice is another team book that's going to focus a little bit more on sort of like the government side of things and like how the government is handling the Supers outbreak. That's always an um, interesting uh, take on things. After that, we're going to be coming out with Foxglove, which is much darker than anything else we've done. Sort of, a, sort of like if you were to fuse Batman and Black Widow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Kind of espionage with yeah. uh, Vigilante. Yeah, she's a former spy who takes her... Uh, uh, this is her right here, if you want to... Who's doing the art on that? Uh, that one was actually done by um, uh, uh, Chris Dubs. I forget his uh, full name. Uh, Chris Williams, I think. But uh, the gentleman who is working on uh, um, this is actually the same uh, artist as we have for Laser Man, the new artist for Laser Man, mm -hmm. Eduardo Garcia. He's going to handle both books because he actually works in a car uh, like a, a sort of a more lighthearted style for Laser Man, and is gonna, he's going to bring sort of his... Uh, his, his sort of more gritty style kind of has uh, it kind of has a, um, a, a J. Scott Campbell look to it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, no. So basically, he's leaning into one style for Laser Man and leaning into that uh, to his other style for uh, um, Fox Club. That's interesting that he can do that. Like, because well, a lot mean, of artists, when I see something like, I'm like, oh, I know who does that, and I know yeah. who does that. Well, I mean, this guy's a pro. I mean, he's a uh, um, if you want to see uh, Eduardo's work before joining Laser Man, I mean, he does... Uh, I actually have the first trade of Laser Man. Oh, yeah. I bought it. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Eduardo's work before he joins Laser Man on mm. 10, he uh, did uh, Scooby-Doo for DC. He's worked oh, for Zenoscope. I, I got all that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the artist that we have on Laser Man now. Oh, okay, cool. Um, in fact, actually, here's uh, one of the, the pages that's from the fight, and you really can see good. Laser Man's not having as good a day as no, he usually no, does. No, no, face is busted. <laughs> so yeah, um, Eduardo's actually going to do both of those books for us. He's uh, he's finished up Laser Man. He's doing the coloring now, or his studio was doing the coloring, and now he's going to jump 
to Foxglove and Foxglove number one, which is a much darker story with with a lot more adult she themes. She's very sexy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's he's going to start in on that. Nice. Uh, so when we'll have plan on having that out. That one will probably that's the one that will be out uh, at the beginning of next year. That should be like uh, March or April. I think we're looking at for that one. All right. Now it's time to tell everybody where to go to find Laser Man and HB Comics and Vindicators and, 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 and... Vindication. Vindication, sorry. Vindicators, yes, sorry. That's the Rick and Morty yep, thing. Exactly. My bad. I was so mad when I saw that, too. That's the problem with working on things yeah, for 20 years. Like, Eventually, people... <laughs> exactly. People come out with stuff like um, when Invincible came out, because he, he has a kind of a look that's similar to Laser Man, and he has the same color scheme. We were like, son of a... Like, we were so mad. Because we, had been, you know, Laser Man has looked the same since 1992. Yep. You know, I, I think the first time I saw you, him was over at Mason's in uh, at Most Excellent Comics in Enfield, where you guys were doing like a free comic book day. It was before I was ever doing podcasting at all. But all right, so did we say the name of the website? HBComics.com <laughs> or Facebook.com/HBComics. Any Instagram. HB Comics. Cool. I will have all these links also on the podcast. The final thought, it doesn't have to be about Laser Man. It doesn't have to be about HB Comics. It can be about Laser Man. It could be about Mohegan Sun here at Terrificon 2019 in Uncasville, Connecticut. It could be about the Loose Cannon Show on the Dorkening Podcast Network at dorkening.com. Or it could just be about what you ate for dinner last night. Uh, I'll, I'll say that my last thought is uh, we just... We literally revamped our entire line. We have the uh, the four titles. We got. Um, we have new artists. Well, we had a new artist for Team Synergy, which uh, I showed you yep. before. We have new artists coming on for Vindication and uh, Laser Man as well. Plus, we got um, Legion of Justice coming out and uh, Foxglove. Uh, we got a lot of parts moving and the books are going to be coming faster than they ever were before because now instead of like me working on stuff, you know, a few hours here a night when I can, when I get done with my day job stuff, yeah. now we now have artists say, hey, dude, get this that done. do this for a living. <laughs> and like, they're, they're moving faster than we are. Yeah? We have no them on kidding. a payment schedule and like, you know, I'll, I'll get messages from Eduardo like, can I give you three more pages this week? And we're like, uh, let's see if we have it in the budget. Like, it's literally, they move no that kidding. fast. That's if I wanted good. to, we could literally have, we could have five books out like next month. Nice. But, That's you know, good to have guys that are like ready to push we're it out. We're pacing them. We're pacing them so that we can have new new material at, at roughly every big con we do. Absolutely. So that's my last thought. Last thought? Um, my last thought is, in order for this to be worth it for, we, we do have to sell the book. So come to <laughs> Comic-Con. Buy it. Buy it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the loose. Read our oh. stuff. We, our heart and soul is in this. Come, come read the book. Absolutely. The Loose Cannon Show with Jar Jar Jeremy. Make sure you check out HB Comics. And next episode, come and check me out. Jeremy!